There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of The Night Flyers. Oh, yeah, because I was down for weird. Yeah. <laughs> and weird and weird and weird. <laughs> yeah, it definitely keeps cranking up the weird from each episode, so there's no telling where this is going to end right. up going. All right. Ratings news, it looks like we've slipped a little. Very slight. Episode 3 had a 0.09 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.390 million viewers, making it the 97th rated cable show for the day. Now, curious that 20,000 viewers can make a difference between, what, mid-50s and mid-90s? Well, it's a day, too, because this was on Tuesday, correct? Yeah. So... That's why I don't understand running all of them like this, but whatever. I'm not the people in charge of programming. Right. I'd probably get paid a lot more. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> it just, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like this time slot in certain days works out really well. Right. For sci-fi. There must be something else on or... A lot of something's on. Yeah. A lot of something's on. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into episode three, The Abyss Stares Back. Ooh. Boy, did it. <laughs> yeah. So Brandon investigates the source of the malfunctions. Rowan prepares Thale for first contact. That is the most generic <laughs> synopsis. Yeah. And how would the exobiologist come up with an idea to train the psyche? Yeah, it just is weird. But all right, let's go back and find out a little bit of information. Apparently, to Brandon going back, what are we? What did it say? Eight months? I didn't right. catch how long ago yeah, it was. Sorry, right. it was showing his calculations to a group. It looked like a class, actually, to me. I thought he was teaching something and giving his presentation and talking about how this object is making very calculated moves. And he believes that it's an alien ship in deep space and that he can pinpoint its location. And, of course, you always have one naysayer, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. And the guy who got up, oh, (laughs) it's an alien ship. It could just be deviations in your calculations and da-da-da. And I'm like, I want to punch this guy. I have no idea who he is. We see him for three seconds, and I'm like, this guy's a jerk. Yeah, absolutely he was. I mean, he might as well did it in that mocking tone, like, Ooh, it's an alien. Uh. You know, like, that's what I expected. That's, yeah. That's the attitude. And you're supposed to be ahead of our time, right? Right. A scientist. Because then you have a ship, which is the possibly helping the civilization. 
because they're trying to colonize everywhere, right? But an alien ship that's moving somewhere is too weird for you? Yeah. And of course, Brandon's like, this could be the solution to everything that's happening. And hello, a way to help move the colonization faster so we can maybe try to live since we screwed up the earth and everything else. Right. I love how they slide that in all the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, everyone kind of like, ha 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 ha, and leaves. Right. And the one guy, you can always write a book. I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, seriously, I don't know who you are. Don't ever come back on my screen. Yeah. God, that was so annoying. Yeah. I think it's because, and you may or may not be able to, to understand this, Steve. Working in the kind of fields that we do, right? there's always a customer that's like, oh, you tried this. Right. And that's what I felt this guy was doing. Oh, absolutely. It happens in the professional world as well as retail because I've had several people in my 30 years of telecommunications that have been exactly that way. And you just have to cringe and grin and bear it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> every walk of life there's going to be with those like that uh if maybe people could stop being jerks it'd be great yeah would help a lot but of course that probably won't happen no but everybody leaves and next thing you know to brandon gets a call and it's captain eris and he's like oh hi yes i know you and you're the captain of the night flyer and and the captain's like oh how'd your presentation go yeah they didn't buy it He's like, well, he's like, maybe my calculations are wrong. And I love it because Eris is like, no, they're not. They're spot on. And he's like, how can you know? He's like, don't worry. I just know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I believe in you. I believe in your work. You should come on the Night Flyer. It's like, and end scene. Right. And I'm just thinking, wait, how did he know? Is he actually a computer? Exactly. That's what I kept thinking. Yeah. I'm like, how does Eris have this information immediately? Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, he is the internet. Yeah. <laughs> He's Google come to life, apparently. Yeah, apparently <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Hal 3.0. Right? That's that. I kept getting that feel in this episode. I'm yeah. like, oh my god. I'm just going to see the red light, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Let's jump back to now on the Night Flyer. And Captain Eris is giving a eulogy. For the two members who were killed by the laser spider bot. Yeah. And they're like wrapped in gold foil, mummified, because you don't keep them on board. Now, this is where I was kind of questioning. I get it. Like everything he was talking about, you're shooting them off into space. Right. To get them off the ship. Yes. But you also have those pods that have like various soils and they need stuff to keep going i kind of feel like everything on board would be utilized yeah especially if on a deep space journey you would use everything that you have possible to keep yourself alive yeah i just feel like that would help fertilize i know that sounds bad but that was also actually in some sci-fi short that i read forever ago right oh my god i can't even remember whole thing they were trying to colonize mars they couldn't colonize it all of the people kept dying, and the last guy left realized things are finally growing on the plots where his companions were all buried. Right. That's what like came to mind for me here. Yep. Like, why wouldn't they do that? But then again, the bodies look to be whole. They could have been shooting a mannequin out in space. 
<laughs> and they yeah. could be using the people since yeah. they were kind of all pieced out. Yeah. Who knows? I guess we may never know. No. All right. Let's talk about Lamy and Mel. Yeah. A little adult time happening. Yeah. And it was definitely interesting because Lamy seemed to have a whole different idea of what everything was. Yeah. Yeah. She was a little uh, concerned about how thing, which way things were going. And Mel just kind of, I won't say ripped her heart out, but kind of came close. Right. Because she's like, oh, come on. I'm sure you've had partners. And this is when we get a little bit about Lamy's background. Right. She said, and I can't remember where she grew up, but basically everything was a sin. Right. So it felt very cult-like what she was talking about. Super religious. Yeah. And then Mel's just like, oh, yeah, just don't let stupid things get in the way. She's like, you mean feelings? Yeah. (laughs) And Mel agrees with her and you kind of go, okay, these two are kind of coming at this from completely different directions and this might not end too well. Yeah, I think Lamy's going to get her heart broke. Yep. I kind of feel that way, too. And out of nowhere, Bannon busts in with ideas. And Mel just stands up completely naked. Oh, what you plan? Right. <laughs> and Lamy's oh, covered God. himself. I love it. And he's just like, just talking. Like, hey, Lamy. And just kept, oh, I need you to do this, too. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, just he's not judging at all. No, not at all. And Mel's like, like not highly even putting his clothes just had to get all his ideas out. Yeah, one of those kids that are super excited and she's like, blah, 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 you yeah, know? exactly. And it's like, okay. And then Mel's like, okay, you know what? I'll talk to Eris because I think he'll talk to me. And that kind of paused Brandon. He's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here that I don't know? And she tells him, oh, he watches me and comes and talks to me all the time and it went back to Lamy, and I don't know if you caught her expression. Like, oh, like, yeah. She was not a happy camper. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. She was hurt to know that the captain was keeping his eyes on Mel. Right. And then she kind of looks up like, oh, my God, he watches you. Is he watching us yes. right now? Yeah. <laughs> you can count on Captain Stalker to be watching. Right. Oh, man. So Rowan heads to the greenhouse to talk to the bee lady. He's our, what is it? Xenologist or something? Yeah, xenobiologist. Xenobiologist, sorry. And we find out her name is Tessia, and she's not composed of bees. (laughs) (laughs) But pretty much a hippie, like we said last time. And, you know, he's like, well, why didn't he hurt you? He's like, she goes, I don't know, ask him. She's like so laid back, but she seemed really nervous to me around Rowan. Hmm. Like, he kept trying to walk closer to her, and she was walking away and, like, trying to make sure there was space. Right. Unless she's just one of those people, like, I need space, back up. That's why I work here. Right. And more than likely, it is. She and he, probably you know, has a much larger radius that is required, especially with the bees around. Yeah, uh, that's true. She's like, I should just bring these bees back. Everyone will stay away. Yeah. But she also tells him that she likes sale, and... Shares an idea of if people knew him, maybe they wouldn't be so freaked out. Right. And it's like, huh? So Rowan decides, okay, let's do some experiments to him. No, with him. Right. Which was interesting that he was able to come up with this idea and really didn't 
Well, I guess he did kind of pass it by Matheson, but I don't know if he really gave her all the information about what he was actually doing. So I didn't feel like he did. No, <laughs> I didn't either. Oh, and then we get to go back to find our survivor. Okay, why isn't he got something missing? Did they put it back on him? What happened? <laughs> no, I think he just got hit in the shoulder. I don't think oh. it was a complete cut off the arm type thing. Okay. I'm like, because he didn't look like anything's wrong. Right. But he just keeps seeing things and... Yeah. And it's not good. No. And you see the red eye on the camera on the ship paying a whole lot of attention to him. So you kind of right. go, hmm. And he, he keeps seeing things. Every time he sees something, they kind of go to the the light. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. This isn't Thale doing it to him. This is the ship. And then we get to go and see DeBrannon talking to his wife. And I'm like, okay, not a memory, apparently. Right. This is happening. But we're finding out that she's going through therapy. Yeah. Because of the loss of their daughter. But apparently, it's having large chunks of your memory erased due to sadness. I'm like, and we're going to the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Because it's just so I'm not sad and I don't rebound because you left me here. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is not good for Carl or his wife because it looks like the death of their daughter definitely has just completely whacked his wife out. Right. So she she's going to forget everything. Yeah. About the daughter. All the bad things. And he's like, well, not everything's bad. She's like, well, I'm just going to let it all go. Right. What? Yeah. Because she can't remember how she died even now or what we did wrong. What we did wrong? Right. Yeah. This has got to be one hell of a story. And are they talking about camping? I think so. I think they were <laughs> talking about camping. So. And, and yeah, because... He's getting upset because she's like, I'm going to let that go, too. And yeah. I'm thinking, uh-oh. Yeah, by the time he gets back to her, there won't be anything left of her. She'll be a completely different person. Will she even remember him? Yeah, no. You're going to let that go, too. Yeah, Everything I think go. that's what's going to happen to her. Yeah, you might as well say I want a divorce. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you're doing. Yep, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So that's great. So he's going to be just a great person for three years out here. Right. And let's flip back to Lamy, who we're worried about as it is. Yep. But she finds out that one of the ship's thrusters keeps malfunctioning, and it appears to be intentional. Right. Somebody on deck seven. Oh, well, that's the captain's quarters. Really great. now? Great. So unless somebody else has squirreled away down there, now they're not going to trust the captain. Right, and they need to get some DNA to prove that it's the captain. Right, and, well, nobody can go down there and reset it, even though the captain knows, because they're trying to correct it constantly. Yeah. Because they find out that it's been very specific intervals. Yeah. To the point where they would miss the Vulcron. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's like, huh, okay. Yeah, I love it that he knows. He's like, ah, no, it's fine. We're working on it, so we don't go off course. We just keep resetting it. But is it really? I think not. No. And 
Well, nobody can go down there and manually do it because of all of the radiation. Where's Captain Jack when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> so Mel has to go down there because she's the only one genetically engineered who can withstand the radiation for X amount of time. Right. She, of course, agrees because she's like, well, yeah, because we're out here for this. Right. And Brandon's like, okay, make sure you have the captain with you because yeah. he knows what he's looking for. Yeah. And so as they start getting ready, him and Rowan head down to deck seven to take a look-see in Eris's quarters. Well, where are they going to get the biometrics that they need? Right. Well, they're hoping <laughs> to find a hair sample or something in his room. Yeah, but they needed to get in, they found out. Right. Yeah, this gets kind of not good. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about it. But let's go over to Thale to find out what actually happened. Right. I mean, we see him earlier just kind of chilling with the rabbit on his chest, just kind of petting it. And just everything seems to be hunky-dory. Rowan was, did okay with him when right. he was in. Yeah. I mean, you could still tell that Rowan was still pretty scared of him. Right. But he handled the, the, the situation as well as he could. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty good when you're dealing with somebody that has that kind of ability. Somebody who can kill you. <laughs> yeah. With thought. Uh, yeah. To be able to pull this off without being a pile of mush, you done right. good. <laughs> but we have the doctor come to visit Thale to see how it's going, and the rabbit's dead. And he's like, I didn't do it, but he's dead. And you see, like, kind of blood coming out of his nose. I'm like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, but something isn't right, because I still feel him. I still sense him, and he's hungrier than ever. And so the doctor just goes, cut, and rips out a tapeworm. That was disgusting. Yes, it was. Glad I wasn't eating. Yeah. But when he showed the picture, the sketch that he drew, that he's like, yeah, that's what I see from the rabbit. Right. I'm like, that looks like crap. <laughs> I can't remember what Tremors. it was. Now. Well, <laughs> it, it was actually like something like under a super powerful microscope. Right. That it was um, bacteria that oh. looked like that. And I was like, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> And then he drew it. I'm like, what is? Yeah. I didn't think tapeworm, but I'm like, something's inside. Yeah. Gotta be. And I loved it because the doc's like, oh, this was his plan all along. I don't think that was actually his plan. I feel like he probably didn't know that there was a tapeworm in him, that he was just trying to get him to think. But you know he can concentrate enough and go deep to get the innermost workings, I guess. Right. Yeah. That was impressive, to say the least. Yeah. Gross, could, but impressive. Yeah, could sense the tapeworm. Oh, yuck. Yeah. All right, so we have Mel, who is going to the engine room with the Captain Hologram. And as this is happening, we have Brandon and Rowan sneaking around, like, in the pipe area where the dude was set up on fire. Right. To get some bio waste <laughs> to get in. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> and so Mel's going in. She's like, I got four minutes to do this. I'm like, this is not a lot of time. No. As they go in, all of a sudden, the red light or the red camera flickers. And Eris is like, you got to get out. This is bad. This is dangerous. You need to leave now. And as he's freaking out because he's looking at the camera, not at her. Right. You know, she's like, I got this. It's like, yeah. no, dude. <laughs> as he phases out. <laughs> yep. And you see her kind of pass out and she's like being pushed back. And we've seen this before with radiation. like places it's like you know all that 
kind of extreme heat thing, so right. they push against it. She does finally get the thruster reset, but it took a little bit too long. Yeah. And she passes out. As she passes out, she sees Lamy. And then she sees Lamy saying, you're going to die. Your blood's not enough. I'm like, wow, they're showing Lamy ridiculing her. Right. And then all of a sudden she'll like old Lamy. Yeah, which was weird. Right. And then she sees somebody in a radiation suit. She's like, you've come to save me. And you see Eris. And I'm like, okay, is she hallucinating again? Right. What is she doing? This is weird. Yeah. Couldn't tell if uh, this was real Eris or he was able to correct whatever was causing him to phase out and got back in there. Right. As Captain Hologram. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it was really him because as we see Surik freak out. Yeah. He's on the bridge. He's like brandishing a weapon yelling at everybody to stay away from the controls. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and Augie's like, you know, this is not good. Just back up. You'll take a couple days. It's fine. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, he keeps saying the ship doesn't even want us to complete this mission. We need to go back. Yeah. And then you see Captain Eris. And he's calmly talking and trying to calm him down. And he wants nothing to do with this. He's no, like, he you know is. what? Screw you, Captain Hologram. Yeah. We're turning this bad boy back around. Right. And going home. And, and out of nowhere. Throat <laughs> punch. It's like, oh, it really is him. Yeah. <laughs> he actually does exist. Yes. Because I and was beginning does. to think he might not actually be real. So he's not the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, you know the punishment for mutiny. And, oh, next snap. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? And as this is happening, we go back and you see Lamy sitting next to Mel. And Mel looks all crazy in this that white thing. I'm like, is she in milk? Yeah, it was interesting. Whatever solution that had her in had to be some kind of radiation repair. Because she's like, how do you feel? She's like, crispy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I kind of funny. I think so. And she's like... I thought of you. And Lamy, of course, going back to what was said earlier, it's like, yes, she feels. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, and then I dreamed it was Eris that saved me. She's like, he did come for you. And then I don't know if Mel was almost crying because she's like, he came for me. He really did. And Lamy just looked so defeated. Yeah. And I felt so bad for her. Absolutely. And I have a feeling that this just isn't going to end well for either one of them. No, it's not. And all this insanity going on, and Man, we have DeBrandon and Rowan. <laughs> they get in by using the bio waste. Yeah. So they're in the private quarters. But everything has like that sheen of dust. Yeah. Like he's never there, and you kind of go, hmm. And we, it turns out it's not his. Yeah. It's his late mother's quarters. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. They're like, oh, this is really old stuff, and talking and walking around and checking everything out. I'm like, all right. And of course, Brandon's like, don't touch anything. And Rowan's like, I won't, as he picks up a Russian doll. Right. Really, dude? Rowan, come on, man. You have no idea what you're dealing with here. Yeah, because he opens it and there's like an eyeball in there. Yeah. And he's like, dude, look at this. And he puts it in his pocket. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. And of course, that's when like a vision appears of the Brandon's wife and she's doing some weird shit. Oh, no doubt. Because she's like, 
saying how she's going to get rid of all of these these memories. And we already know she's getting rid of what essentially we find out is their honeymoon. Right. And she's like pulling out pieces of her brain and kind of like throwing it at him and talking and getting meaner. And I'm like, oh, crap. What is this? Yeah. And Roman's like, it's not real. Like, you're not moving. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing we know, we see Eris. And he's like, you need to leave. And there's back and forth. And Rowan's like, he's not here either. There are two nightmare projections. Just relax. She's not here. Do you hear what she's saying? Right. Apparently not. <laughs> to just be like, relax. No. No. You, we're not, I'm not going to chill out. No. So finally, when Eris is like, you need to leave now. And the, the vision disappears. It's like, who's doing this? Who's screwing with everything? And Eris is like, it's my mother. Okay. What the hell? Isn't your mother dead? <laughs> yeah. She uploaded her consciousness into the Night Flyer, and she's trying to kill them. See, right there. Did he say she's trying to kill them or him as he's looking at Tabrannon? I think that it I, was, I, yeah, I she's trying to kill him. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Tabrannon specifically. Yes. Now, why? Because he's the lead scientist, maybe? What did she find out before she died? Right. Now that she's dead and she's able to communicate across the computer. She's the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what did you do? Yeah. Again, more questions than answers. A lot of weird stuff. Yes, absolutely. Gonzo (laughs) weird stuff. (laughs) Let us know how you felt. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know. Send us stuff on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you want to send a message. We're pretty much there. We are on Google+, Plus, but now that they have a security breach and they're closing stuff down, let's not go there. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, that's just a general recommendation for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But while you're at it, if you can check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com, there are shopping links because tis the season. It doesn't cost anything. You can go to our Redbubble store and find our logos and stuff and you know, help support Fangirl Zone because it's awesome. And if you can rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends, and we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. She's the one who's been trying to kill you. And until next time. <laughs>